PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, everybody. Welcome into the one and only Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for downloading this episode. And thank you for subscribing to this show. We appreciate it. It's growing. I love to see it. I get the emails and saying, hey, just started listening to your show two months ago. I love it. Love to see it. Like to hear it. Love to read it. All of it. Thank you very much for joining me. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and FREE, three-day shipping. It's so easy to see why you guys over there should be shopping over at Rocky Mountain right now. But first, before you do that, you guys know the drill. Please, oh please, go to KieferInkTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner, and what that does, it gives us a snippet, a little slice, it's like a slice of pie, of what you guys are purchasing, and it puts some money in our pockets, it shows Rocky Mountain that you like this show, and that you want us to keep this thing up and moving, and that we're not full of shit, and we're nice guys, just lets them know that we're doing our job over here, and it really helps me out a lot, so thank you for the people that are doing that. It honestly really does help, and I see it at least once a week of what you guys are purchasing and uh, if you guys are using that banner or not because there isn't any banners on my site, if you guys haven't noticed. Unlike some other manufacturers that pay media, we do not take the dollars over here. So we try to have an ad-free space and give you a clean website and let you guys know that we are not influenced by moolah. And the advertisers that are on this show are things or companies that I support myself. Even if they weren't here, I would buy their products. So that is my my spiel. And um, we're going to move it along to fxrracing.com. If you want to get 35% off, KKMX35 is the code to save over there. And I even have a KKMX6D code if you want an FXR60 collabor... How do you say it? Collaborator? Collaboration. Collaboration. Collabor- Hi, Aiden. Thank you for the help. Uh, collaboration over there. So we have uh, some codes to save you some money over at fxrracing.com so you can use them. And, of course, I just put up uh, things that do actually work for the Honda CRF450R, and one of those things is the REP knuckle and linkage. The guys over at REP Racing Performance Suspension do a great job with all different kinds of bikes, not just Austrian brands and WP. They have uh, great settings for Showa as well as KYB. Um, I will say this, I am about to try some REP 2023 YZ450 KYB suspension here next week, so I'll give you guys some information about that, let you know how it is, or if I need to try another setting, I'll give you the whole rundown and how many settings I've tried, and where I'm at with it, and how good it is, because uh, I was on Enzo for a very long time at uh, the KYB, but it's nice to try different things and open up some horizons for you guys out there and give you some options. So the guys over at REP Performance do a great job, and you can use the code KKREP to save some money over there. 
if you want to get some valving on your stuff. And if you have any questions about my advertisers, Chris at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will get you uh, some answers and some honest opinions from myself. Don't forget about all, that's right, all of our other sponsors here, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Lit Pro, Blood Lubricant, 60 Helmets, International Vet Motocross Association. They have a race coming up April 15th and 16th over at Fernley, Nevada. That is Tyler Intiknap's place. We need to go there, by the way. We do. We uh, how long might be a little snowy right now, I would think. Yeah. So hopefully probably. the snow melts up April 15th, 16th. The guys over there at uh, IVMX will have a race, two-day event, and they have another race, 29th and 30th in Hangtown. Dunlop Motorsports, Pro Taper, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Decal Works, Alpine Stars, and Oakley's. Aiden, Oakley Airbrakes, the best goggle out there. Thank you very much. And that is my intro for everything. And we are going to talk about the 2023 250 non-shootout. I call them non-shootouts because I don't have these bikes all at once. I'm not doing a, you know, a, how to say, a traditional shootout where they're lined up and I got six dudes. I just feel like that is kind of played out. I'm going to give you some options of who these bikes are for, where I would rank them for myself, and, uh, just kind of give you an opinion from each um, character that the that these bikes have. Each bike has its own character. I feel like uh, when you rank a bike sixth place or whatever, that doesn't mean it's last. I feel like there's room for every single bike in here for different types of people. So we're calling this the 250 non-shootout. We did a 450 non-shootout. I had Greg Lupin here with that. He's an older guy. I thought I would bring the young buck with lots of testosterone in on this show because he rides a Kawasaki, but he does like other bikes, and I thought he would be good yep. for some information. Aiden, you can be honest. Yep. Um, so we're going to give our rankings what we like the most and why, but then we're going to talk about, at least me, Aiden's ridden, what, four out of the... Yeah, I think four out of the seven bikes. Yep. Or I think seven, there's a seven? Yeah, seven. Yeah, because we got to add Gas Gas in there. And Suzuki and Husky. So then, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I've ridden all... Speak up a little bit. I've ridden all seven. Or not, sorry, I've ridden four. four. Right. Not all seven. So this is what we call the 250 non-shootout and give you guys some information. So um, if you have any questions about this stuff or maybe some settings, you can go to my website. If you don't find what you're looking for over there on the website, chris at kieferinktesting.com. I'm happy to help you guys. Um, that's why we started this damn thing, is to give you guys the information out there that you need. All right, so let's start off with the Suzuki. Let's just work our way around here. All right. So... I've had the Suzuki for a little bit. Um, it's funny, and I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't spend a lot of time on the Suzuki. I, I will ride the Suzuki a little bit, and then I will hand it off to someone else that's going to ride uh, the bike more, maybe give me a different opinion. So some of my friends say, oh, I know I'm not your friend anymore when you give me the Suzuki, which is kind of full of shit because the 250 actually has a lot of low end. Have you ridden the Suzuki lately? Nope, I've never ridden Suzuki. So here's where the Suzuki lies. If you are a, a guy, a bigger guy, maybe doesn't have a lot of money to spend on dirt bikes, you've got other shit going on in your life. For me, the Suzuki is really good because, A, you're a bigger guy and you need some low-end low, low end front side on this engine. It has a lot of low-end bottom-end feel. It doesn't have a lot of top-end power, but also this thing is oversprung. So if you're a bigger dude, 180-plus, you're going to like the suspension because... It's stiff. For me, I'm just below 180. I'm like 170. 
and it is fairly stiff for me. So I always went with down a spring on the fork, down a spring on the shock, and it's a lot more balanced. It gives a more comfort to the guys out there that want to go fast in small chop, a.k.a. Glen Helen, West Coast Conditions. But if you're a bigger dude and you want to have some fun, you don't need all that 450 cc's of fury. Uh, honestly, a Suzuki is a viable choice. I would say when I get these emails and people ask me, hey, Kiefer, what should I buy? And you're in that range, like, hey, I don't have a lot of money to spend, but I'm, I'm 200 pounds is a 250 enough power for me? Absolutely. A Suzuki is kind of the direction I like to point them because um, as much shit as we talk about Suzuki, it does have a lot of low-end power. Actually, I would say it has second-place low-end feel, Aiden. You think so? Yeah, it has more It has more low-end than your Kawasaki. Okay. Uh, Even I do, the new bike, too? Yes. All right. So it's very snappy off the bottom. Um, and has good pulling power out of the corner, but yet it just lacks over-rev and top-in. It needs a little help in that situation. So not as much as the Yamaha, but I will tell you this. As the Yamaha breaks in, it gets really soft in the suspension department. The Suzuki, when it breaks in, I think still holds up a lot better just because it's oversprung. So if you're a bigger dude, you will not have to buy springs. You can leave that stuff stock, and you'll be actually fairly happy, which is, for me, it's just... you. It, cost less to ride a motorcycle and have fun so even though i feel like it ranks down on my personal list just because i don't think i would want to buy that bike for what i do and i'm the type of guy that likes to race from time to time have a goal um i want to make sure i'm going fast and have what i need to be able to win um the rmz 250 doesn't really fit that for me um I will also say I don't ride 250s on my own time that much, but having a built 250F, a light head, some light head work, an ECU, um, possibly a dual injector if they don't come with it, it's really fun to ride. I mean, you've ridden a Yamaha with a dual injector. It's fun. And you know how much power that <laughs> It's a lot of power. <laughs> so um, for me... That ranks seventh on my list. Obviously, that ranks seventh on your list, even though you haven't ridden it. I've, you, yeah, I've never ridden it. Um, so that is like a question mark for you. Yeah. So unknown. The unknown. It's unknown. Well, we have one. You want to ride one? I I would. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd ride one. I'd want to see what it's like. All right. Big Air Todd's in charge of that right now. <laughs> He's shredding it. So Big Air Todd's one of our test guys that we have here, and he rides it and he has a good time. Damon Huffman came out of retirement a little bit and has been riding. He's a Suzuki guy. He's been riding, and he says, man, from the time he was riding, of course, he was in the 90s and two strokes and things. He's like, I have a great time with it, and it's a fine bike for me. It is a little bit stiff. Huff Daddy is about 170, 175 now. Huff Daddy. That's his, that was his nickname. Huff Daddy. Do you know anything about Damon and his career? Yeah. What, 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 what year Damon was champion? I want to say 1980. No. You don't know anything about Tough Daddy then. But he was a Suzuki guy, did it, did and he it? was one of the OGs of being smooth. If you watched Huffman ride, you'd be like, holy shit, man, that guy is super smooth. Didn't he ride off-road too? Uh, he rode off-road for a little bit, like at the end of his career. Like Some works racing, Endurocross. Yep, Endurocross. He was on a Kawasaki. Yep, Kawasaki I, know, team. I know his Enduro his Endurocross more. But than Supercross career, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I've been at a couple local races with him, and he would work us. And it would look like he wasn't even trying. It was unbelievable. All right. So he wrote it, and he thought he had a 
uh, honestly, he thought he had a, is this there any engine work done to this? And I go, no, it's just stock. So um, he's been out of the game for a little bit, and uh, you're scared to get arm pump, or you're scared to get whiskey throttle. Ziggy. RMZ250 uh, could be up your alley. Now, let's talk about, for me, uh, let's talk about the KTM and the Husqvarna's. I'm going to separate it with the gas gas because it does feel a little bit different to me. The KTM and the Husqvarna has great engine feel. I love the engine on it. For me, it ranks, the, the KTM ranks second for me. Um, you have ridden the KTM. Yeah. You had an option to race KTMs this year. Yep. And you chose not to mm-hmm. just because of the suspension, not because of the engine. No, I, I really like the engine, honestly. So what's the engine feel like for you? It's very mid to top. It pulls a lot. And then they really helped their uh, their low end feel this year, too, I feel like. It's not, I feel like in 21, their bike, I feel like the low end was kind of dead off the bottom a little bit. And then once you got to the mid to top and over rev, it pulled. Really? It pulled far. But this year, I feel like they've really worked more on their uh, on their engine feel and they gave it more low end, which I like. And then the, they added quick shift. And uh, it doesn't bind up when you shift. I really like that. Uh, just the downfall of the bike was the fork. And then I know you guys were saying, like, oh, you can put spring fork on it, but it just it doesn't feel the same like an actual spring fork you can buy off of a uh, Japanese bike like a Cowie or Yamaha or Honda. So, so the fork and I would say the frame is probably the two sides that I didn't want to ride it. Yeah, so for me, if you guys are – familiar with the 450 side of things. It is a stiffer nature chassis. Uh, it does have a little bit of bite to it when it gets hard pack and square edge and you're on the lean angle of your tires. It does have a little bit of um, harshness and deflection. It does corner very well in a rut. It corners really well, yeah. So I like the way it corners. It feels really light, and that's why one of the reasons why it ranks up high in my in my categories here. Um the fun factor for me is up there as well because, granted, I personally would like a little bit more low end from the Husqvarna and the KTM. Uh, once you're out of the corner and you're giving it the berries, thing goes. The thing revs to the moon. Oh yeah, you can pull second gear for a long ass ways, uh, farther than any other bike. I would say in second gear in this whole class. Uh, the only one that maybe comes close in third gear is the Honda. But for me, I feel like I can be a little bit lazier with my shifting Yes, um, with the KTM and Husqvarna because it's such a good mid-to-top-end feel. You don't have to shift it as much. So if the track is tighter and loamier and softer, I struggle a little bit more because I want a little bit more snap. Mm-hmm. But I really like it when I'm rolling my corners. It doesn't have that... That jerkiness. On-off feel like the Yamaha has. Yeah. The Yamaha has a really jerky on-off feel, although exciting for me kind of upsets the corner's ability of that bike. So the KTM and Husqvarna do not have that feel, and I like that feel in the corner. So the part that I have to suffer is in the straightaways where it's rough. Um, if the bumps are soft and you're on a sand track, you're not going to notice some of this bitching that I'm talking about right now with this bike. Uh, if the bump is taller and softer, the chassis will feel better on both of these bikes. I will say the FC is a little bit more compliant to me than the KTM. The downside is the FC has the lowered suspension, and that's why I ranked it down because I do not like it. Uh, I prefer the, the standard height of the fork and the shock of the KTM. But if you're inseamed 
challenged. <laughs> Do you know what that means, Aiden? I don't know. The inseam is the side, like from your crotch to your leg, the okay. size of your, basically the inseam of your leg. Okay. Uh, shorter guys, a.k.a., um, let's see, Kenny Day. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. Yep. He will maybe like the Husqvarna because he feels a little bit lower to the ground and better, more maneuver, maneuverability than the KTM. I do think that the Husqvarna side-to-side movement, if I need to change directions, is better. But overall, just bump absorption, feel of the suspension, even though both are harsh, it's a little less harsh for me on the KTM because of the suspension. But... They're very, very close. Engines are very close, um, more so than in years past. I would say back in the day, the the FC was a little bit lazier on low end than the KTM. Not so anymore. They're, they're pretty equal. Um, I would say just the suspension and the chassis feel separates them a little bit. So for me, I choose the KTM in fourth just because I feel like I would want some more comfort of that suspension, and it's a pain in the ass to go get a spring fork after you spend all the money that you do on a 250. Yeah. Um, who these bikes are for? For me, if you like to rev your bike out, um, what? What are you laughing at? Asses and elbows. Okay, yeah, there's a kid that we call asses and elbows. He revs the shit out of his bike. He rides B-Class. We're going to spare his name um, because he may not want to be called asses and elbows, but there is a kid in your class that... All you see is, is exactly what we say, asses and elbows. So he's got his ass sticking out, and his elbows are straight up, and he revs the crap out of the bike, and it works for him, and he, sh- and he shreds. He does. He shreds. doesn't yeah. look great on the bike, No, but he, he probably, goes fast. If there's a rev competition between him and Barsha, I think he'd win, honestly. I don't think I, I don't think he shifts once. And people always say, well, why are you revving that bike? It likes to live there. It does, yes. So the FC and the KTM like to live on that upper the high rev, rev limit. Yeah. So that's where it shines. That's where it likes to be ridden. And for me, reliability of these bikes are very good. We had KTMs here for you, yeah, and they were really good. They I were think, really good. I think we had maybe a, a battery issue we one had time. A, we had an electric issue one time, but that was honestly about it. Like, we didn't really have any engine problems or anything. No, free, it was a freak deal. Like We left the same top end, the whole thing. There's a good crank in it. Yeah. Um, the clutch lasts forever yeah. on these bikes. So reliability, if you want... Uh, just to go ride and not have to work on your shit. The KTM and Husqvarna are very good in that direction. Um, so you can look at that. Uh, but for me, if you are a little bit heavier and you want some more front side, some low end, these bikes are probably not for you. But if you're a lighter guy and I feel like you're in the 150 range, you're a smaller guy, I think the FC is great. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a little bit more expensive than the other machines, but the parts are quality. Uh, the hydraulic clutch is good, even though not my favorite. It does last a long time. Uh, the ergonomics are really nice. Uh, the overall, what I do like about it, unlike your Kawasaki's, Aiden, Aiden, is it doesn't look like a piece of shit after 20 hours. That's true. The KTM's and Husqvarna's look good. Yep. I can put 20 hours on a Kawasaki, and it looks like 80. It does. It looks bad. It does. It's like dog bad. years. Yeah. In hours. It does look pretty bad. So... For me, that is a is a positive. Um, Aiden, you rank it second behind. No, no, you rank it. Second. I rank it second. You rank it fourth. Sorry. I rank it fourth. Yes, yes. Good bike, except I just <clears throat> can't. I physically can't do the chassis or the, the fork. Well, it's because you're all dick and ribs, and you need some more man strength. Well, yeah, and I and I like the hammer a lot too. Hammer, hammer. Like, I can't, I feel like I can't ride it like my Cowie. 
Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about the Honda. Okay. Um, I rank it fourth. You rank it third. I do, yes. Uh, reasons why you like the Honda. Uh, new motor this year. I feel like the low end is kind of like a, a Yamaha, kind of. Just not as much. Well, it's not this year. It was last year. Well, last year, but same same thing. You know. Okay. Uh, it's low end. I feel like same thing as Yamaha. I really like that. And they worked on their mid to top, too. Yep. And the frame, the frame's a little better than the, the previous models. And same thing, the cornering on it is sick. Yeah, so uh, we are at our buddy Jackson Pascal. He's racing Honda right now for SLR. And Oh, yeah, that's good. That's a good point there. I feel like it, it fits a, a, t- a tall guy, too. Yeah, so if you're a taller guy, and, th- and Jackson's 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, yeah, he's a tall guy. 170, 180, I don't know what he is. I don't either. But he's a big dude, and he rode all of my test bikes, and he chose to ride the Honda, so they, they bought Hondas, and he enjoys it, and he, and he rides it pretty well. So he was coming from a KTM, and I feel he looks better on the Honda. He does. Uh, for me, I really like the engine. No, it doesn't have the bottom end as a Yamaha, but I think it has more bottom end than a KTM Husqvarna. Yes. Um, I think it has as much as a, as a new Kawasaki. Um, and I think it pulls farther than the Kawasaki does. I, uh... I think the new I think new model I feel like it's the same. So I think third gear and if I was going to ride third gear, mm. the Honda for me pulls farther than the Kawasaki. Okay. Uh second gear I think um also pulls farther than the Kawasaki from coming out of a corner. Um so I like the engine a little bit better than the KX myself. Uh I love the chassis feeling on a tighter track similar to a KTM or a Husqvarna, I feel like it is a little bit harsh and rigid, mm-hmm. similar to the bigger brother, the 450, but not as bad as a 450. Yeah. It's amazing what horsepower can do to a chassis, and there's less horsepower in that 250 versus the 450, and I do not feel half of the stiffness as I do from the 450. So it's easier to get out. You go to a pro table ha- handlebar, you get your suspension done a little bit, and that rigidity feeling goes away. So... For me, if you have trouble cornering, if you need help with your technique in corners, the Honda actually helps you. So Honda reliability, still good. Yeah. The clutch isn't as good as the KTM and Husqvarna. You get, for me, 15 hours on a clutch. Still uses that damn judder spring, but you can take that thing out and put a clutch plate fiber in it, and it's better. Um, I do think out of all of the bikes here, that we're talking about it. It is the master of of ruts. It is that's that's the track. That mean track. That's the bike that you want to take to an East Coast track. I feel like. Yeah, and for me, when you build a Honda, it's so it's good. It's I feel like there's nothing better than a fast CRF 250R. I will take a fast CRF 250R over a Yamaha YZ250F built. Really? Yeah, because I I will say a built YZ250F is almost too much at times where touchy, I'm, and I'm talking about touchy, coming through corners, um, getting on the throttle. Sure, exciting, lots of power. If I need to go uphill, if it's soft, the Yamaha rules. But when the track gets a little bit uh, tough and I have a built fast CRF 250R, I have ridden Chad from XPR's setting when we rode it. That, that bike was fun. Dude, it was, was so fun. fast and so snappy, yet had so much rear wheel connectivity. I, I, I always question myself when I ride a fast 250. I was like, why the fuck do I ride a 250 more for fun? 
Because I have way more fun on those than I do riding a big bike. And I just, I never have a modified 250 in the shop. I just never really have one for long term. No. All of my stuff's really short term. So I never really have one for a long time. But when I do get to ride them, aka a Honda CRF 250 that's fast, I'm like, dude, this thing is unbelievable. So the engine package to me has enough front side for you bigger dudes. Not quite as much as a Yamaha. You novice riders that need help in corners, it's a great bike for you. Um, so if you are a little bit on the bigger side, I feel like it rewards you because of that stiffer nature chassis. If you're on the lighter side like Aiden, you will probably suffer a little bit for comfort because it does get a little bit uh, less comfortable when the track is edgy and harsh like Glen Helen. Um, you spent some time on a You had a Honda back in what, 18? 20. 20? 20. That's how the red is on the first year we went. And then uh, Jamie built it. That was my first ever built bike. So what did you think about that bike? That bike was so fast. Yeah. It was almost, honestly, that was when they had dual pipes too. And yeah. it was honestly too much for me. At that time. At that time, yeah. It yeah. was too much for me. But so, it was fun. It was fun. Um, so I think if you're the type of guy right now that you're looking for a bike that to have the most fun on and it's not going to get out of control and it's consistent, I think the Honda is really good. Not Even like, though I rank it fourth. Yeah. And strictly fourth for me because of the comfort value of the chassis. Um, that's why I think I rank it down. You rank it third. I rank it third. I honestly, I uh, I feel like I would rank it higher than the Yamaha, but chassis. But um, ergos wise, that that bike is the most comfortable bike you can sit on. Yeah. So if you're gonna go sit on all these bikes, let's say you have a shop that has three different brands of motorcycles, and you sit on a Honda. And I can guarantee you, any other test rider from other manufacturers will say the same thing. There's nothing better than Honda. Just ergos. a stock, a stock Honda. The way the cockpit feels. You're on top of the bike. The handlebar bend, 839 Renthal bend is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the rider triangle from the seat, the bars to the to the, um, the seat, the pegs to the bars is really nice. Um, a lot of these other manufacturers try to mimic the rider triangle of the Honda. So there is something to be said about taller guys getting on this thing and just yeah. feeling happy. Yeah. Um, so also a great motorcycle. And – for me, it doesn't take much work to make it a little bit better. Um, an ECU and some fuel, and it's really, really fun to ride. And you get some of that added bottom end that you want and some extra stretch in second to third gear. So um, simple modifications really can make a huge difference on this. And also, Honda is starting to come back a little bit more in amateur racing. They're starting to push some of that a little bit more. Um so for me, it's if you are looking in that direction, uh, Honda Rewards, Red Rider Rewards are really good for contingency. I've looked into that, and they have a good contingency program. So um, that is something you guys can look at as well. So let's talk about the, K- the KX because that's what you like the most. Yep. Not shocking. That's what you chose. Yeah. And, of course, you have a Team Green deal. But when this – before that all started – I let you ride all these bikes, and you chose that bike, and we bought our own bikes yeah. until you got this this deal. Yeah. So it's not like we got the deal and we chose Kawasaki because of the Team Green deal. No. We chose Kawasaki because I let you ride them, and you liked that. You preferred that bike. I did. I preferred that bike way more. I, uh, I think— It's we weird. S- Hold on. Okay. You took a break from it. What do you mean? Do you remember? Mm-mm. In 2020— when you left the Honda deal, I had you ride the Kawasaki, and you rode it for a little bit, and you're like, this is fun. And then you got on the KTM. 
Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm going to ride in the KTM. I, I think at that time, though, for how I rode at that certain time, I feel like the KTM suited my riding style better at that at that period of time. I feel like now, though, the Cowie fits me more now. Why? Um, just because I've gotten stronger on the bike. And uh, also, new, uh, they redid it a little bit. In 23, it's a new. So yeah. a little bit different engine. A little bit different engine. Um, we have some, the, the intake is a little bit different, airbox a little bit different, so it does have more low-end RPM response yep. and bottom end. And I feel like I could I could ride it harder now than I did last, uh, when I rode KTMs, and you had me go back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, I feel like I wasn't, I, w- I wouldn't say as good, but my riding style, I feel like my riding style was different back then. Like, I was more of, like, smooth. I didn't really charge or, like, rev a lot either. So I feel like that's why I picked the KTM back then. But now, obviously, different bike, and then I progressed, too, as it went on. So you ride stock. We just got done riding not too long. What, last week? And you rode a completely stock bike. Yeah. With stock suspension. Yeah, I just, it's it's honestly comfortable. I, so you have stuff that's built, and then riding, going back to the stock stuff, what's it like? Um, it's a little, it's a little bit softer than my A-Kit stuff that's on my race bike, but I honestly, I never really, you know this, I never really complain about it at all, and if I do, it, uh, it's either about it being too stiff or something, but no, um, engine package is good too, I like how it has low end this year, and they worked on their mid to top a little bit better. Yeah, so like, it's a little blend of a Honda and a KTM, I feel like. Yeah. It, It has good... RPM response, low RPM response, and we are running on the stock coupler because they give you options, uh, white, green, and black. Um, we haven't thrown a different map in it. We run the stock map. There is a different map that you can do if you have a calibration tool, which is another 600 bucks. but um, for me, it is a fun, low-end, snappy engine with good mid-range power, like really good mid-range. Yeah. I feel like almost... No, it's not almost. It is better than the Yamaha and the mid-range power. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it stretches out more on top overhead than the Yamaha. Yes. The Yamaha, you have to short shift it, but it has a, such a shit ton of torque that, like, that it's it's super friendly to ride. Yeah. But the Kawasaki has more torque this year, and it is friendlier to ride, and then it pulls longer on top. So uh, for me, it's ranked third, just below the KTM, because I feel like the KTM's engine just a little bit better than that. And it, I think it's faster up on top, but the KX is right behind the KTM. And more of these manufacturers, as you see them develop their engine characters, they're leaning more towards the KTM character. They're before Yamaha set the bar with all of this front side power, and some of these other manufacturers were going that direction, but couldn't achieve it with the downdraft, right? Because of the way the engine is placed on the Yamaha, they couldn't achieve that low end like the Yamaha can. So. They decided, okay, we're going to get as much as we can out of the low end, and then we're going to really try to stretch the mid to top end to uh, prevent these guys from shifting early and try to change the the narrative out there of how a 250F should be ridden for the normal consumer. And it's starting to catch on because the KTM power is so linear and smooth yet so long, it's a different kind of friendly versus the Yamaha. So... The Kawasaki is more like that this year in 23 than ever before. So very close to the KTM power, but with a little bit more low end in the KTM. Mm-hmm. Um, I do say, for me, I would like a little bit more comfort in the fork 
because it's stiff. It has a stiff-natured feel in the fork for me. Um, you might mention it's soft, but I feel like it's a little bit oversprung for the normal guy. Even for me, I feel like it's a little bit beefy up front versus the rear, so it's a little bit unbalanced. Um, there is a setting that I've come up with. You can check out my site, and you can look at that. But just for sheer comfort, it's a KYB fork, Yeah, but it's not a KYB SSS Yamaha fork. There's nothing as good as that fork and comfort. Could you, could you put a Yamaha fork on it? Uh, yeah, you can put a Yamaha front end on it, <clears throat> but we have tried that with other in manufacturer testing. Yeah. Um, back in the day when I was at, uh, we were doing Honda testing, we put a Kawasaki front end on a Honda, and it didn't get rid of that Honda character that I didn't like. So the frame has a lot to do with it. Sure, you might get some more comfort up front, but slapping on a pair of SSS forks on the Cowie may not achieve what you think it will. Hey, guys and gals, we'll be right back. But first, these commercials, listen to them, save yourself some money. There's some codes in here. Be right back with the show. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful T-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some T-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a T-shirt. You can get anything you want on that T-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy. Or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight. For most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050, to me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in. And I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. 
you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ 250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times, you can reach your full potential, and of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com.
You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing, and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to oldtimersmx.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon. But several races over several months all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But, hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But, again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and have some fun and get some gate drops. We are back with the show. Thanks for listening. That wasn't so bad. We appreciate it so much. Now with the 2023 250MX non-shootout. Continued. So the frame character itself is has very good compliancy. I've said this in other shows. It is tough to beat a Kawasaki frame character. It straight line stability is great. You've commented to me before, like I know what my bike's going to do. Yes, that's very. It's very predictable. Right. So if you're looking for predictability with some front side, and uh, how do I put this in in the in a nice manner? Um, look, it. I've purchased Kawasaki's. I'm still purchasing Kawasaki's, but I will tell you guys. Oh yeah. You will have to keep up on your maintenance on this bike. And it, your bolts and everything. If you're going to buy, I honestly feel like Cowie should give, every time you buy a Cowie, they should just give you a free bolt pack because <laughs> the main the main, the main, main bolts that you're going to strip out or they're going to fall out on themselves is the, the rear side number plates that go into the frame and then in the front in the shrouds that also connect into the frame at the bottom. They're going to get stripped. Those are the two that I keep stripping out, mm-hmm. I think, almost every time. So at this point now... Granted, I'm, you're not a great mechanic. No, but at this point now, I am scared to just take my plastics off when I wash my bike. <laughs> right. And Eddie complains, why aren't you taking your plastics off when you wash your bike? Because then you complain that I strip it out. And then now we're in this whole mess of getting uh, collars for him to... Healy re- coils. Healy coils to re-thread them. Yeah. So soft threads... Um, I will say this, the engine, knock on wood, has been way better than the 22. I, we had some engine troubles on our 22. The 23 engine is more reliable. It's way more reliable. Um, the clutch is better than the 22. Yep. Knock on wood. Um, so the 23, if you guys are wondering, hey, Kiefer, sh- should I buy a 22 or a 23? For simple reliability reasons, 23 is much better. We have almost 50 hours on that bike right now. Yeah. And knock on wood, no trouble. We haven't changed a piston in it or anything. It's We're dead. about to. We're about to, yes, this week. So unlike a Yamaha where you got to change your timing chain every 20 to 25, nope. this Cowie has been proven in the engine department good and it, reliable. It has been good, yes. The outside part of it, the body, looks the like looks, the dog. plastic, looks like dog trash. So... When I go roll up to the line with Aiden on, on some of these races and I see these Kawasaki's looking pristine, I'm like, you just put plastic on this today. There's no way. 
that's that's a full yeah, day of racing. We, we Your left. bike looked like a piece of trash compared to all the other kids' Kawasaki's that were on a team. We left. You had brand new stuff when we left. I had brand new everything on. Even Eddie went through it. And it looked good. He did. It did. It looked good. But until after practice day. Well, no, it, 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 it wasn't even practice day. You had it. You rode it one day, didn't you? Ride it one day at the I FU facility. Day. Yeah, but I I I washed it. That's what I'm saying. Like, one day of washing, and here we are. Yeah. So, if you got plastic, and you have patience of about eight 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 men, and you and you're fine with mechanics, the Kawasaki is great. The engine is very fun. The bike itself is very fun to ride. If you get a little bit more comfort out of the fork, which you can. Pro Circuit does aid and stuff, which they do a great job. I know Enzo has a great setting for this. Uh, Factory Connection has a good – there's several companies out there that can make the the, the fork more comfortable. Um, this is a great bike. This is a great bike for a kid that wants to come up and race. Um, Contendency is really good. The Team Green support is really good. Ryan Holiday. Um, the whole – Bike as a as a package sitting on it ergonomically feels nice. Yep, I feel like the, I feel like that is the closest bike that has mimicked the Honda and ergos wise. They use the same bar bend and bar as a Honda. Yep, I like stock bars. There's adjustability. There is uh, you can move the foot pegs um, in it back. Yep, um, to see if you're a little bit bigger of a rider. You have mounts in uh, bar mounts you can move back. Another one down. Another downfall of this bike though is if. You want to keep the uh, stock bars on there? It's a pain in the ass to get stock grips off. The the stock throttle side grip is vulcanized, so just buy a tube. There's, Be yeah, done with it. Yeah, it's it's a pain. Come on, Kawasaki. Yeah. What are you doing? It's bad. Also, come on, Kawasaki, with your subframe tabs. Their subframe, like, we're welding up subframe tabs. So if you get a Kawasaki, it's funny that we're saying it's, uh, it's, it's it, you're winning this bike. But for me, as a parent, you know, Although it's third, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta pay attention. It's like a, it's like me being with your mother. I have to give her love, right? I have to you listen. Have to give to, her attention. I have to give her attention. This is kind of like you with the Kawasaki. You, that's your chick. Yeah. You gotta pay attention to her. Or she's gonna be like, "F you, she's Aiden. I'm gonna break you a subframe today. Pink pipe done. Hello, eight hundred dollars gone. <laughs> See what you did to me? You didn't listen to me to take care of me. Now you're gonna cost eight hundred dollars. That's the Kawasaki talking to you." <laughs> So, the the subframe tab, no matter if you have an FMF, Pro Circuit, stock, rubber-mounted, non-rubber-mounted, doesn't matter. It needs to be beefed up. The starts, weld will break. It starts to crack within, like, I think 15 hours. So, so. unless you're just ginger, okay? I'm not saying everyone's going to have this problem because I've ran into people that have never welded it, and they've had 60 hours on the bike. But B-class kids slamming, over-jumping, doing things, it cracks. We've had three breaks. Yeah, I think we've had four. We've gone through three or four mufflers because Aiden breaks a muffler or breaks a tab, and the muffler hits the fucking caliper, and he doesn't know it because his head's up his ass, and then that, then the muffler's destroyed. So can we work on feeling your way around the track a little bit better? I mean, you can't you can't feel the thing dangling down from underneath you? No, it's hard. I'm telling you. You don't feel it at all. Jesus. Besides those things, people, it's a if you, bike. again, take care of it, Put the grease on the threads. Blue Loctite on the threads. When you get your KX, maybe have it reinforced the subframe tabs. Boom. Then everything that I'm saying is null and void. Yeah. You, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. The engine, awesome. It's great. Ergonomics, awesome. Suspension, good. Middle of the road. Middle of the road. Brakes, 
middle of the road. I don't have a problem with them. Clutch lever shape and brake lever shape, lame. Clutch lever, clutch skinny blades. Clutch lever isn't bad. Front brake lever, out. Right. It's bad. So, with that being said, it is still a great bike, and we choose it. I choose it third. Aiden chooses it. That's what he chose to race. That's what he chose. And I think Aiden picked it simply because of how he feels on the bike and how fast he can go on the bike because yep. money is not an issue to Aiden because he has daddy, right? So daddy's paying the bill. That is one of the reasons why it's third for me. If it's daddy com- didn't have to spend as much money because you have a teenager doing the, the work most of the time to his own bike, which costs you money in the long run. So you have to def- – oh, you see all the frustration coming out? <laughs> yeah, let's move you have on. To, you have to decide Next. what you'd rather do. Is time more valuable or money? Because <laughs> I, if I want to follow Aiden around – and see how he's maintenance his bike. Sure, we may not have these problems, but I got shit to do. So I'm trusting you to do these things. Uh, uh, Dad, uh, my subframe broke today, and uh, and the pipe top blown out, and uh, it's damaged. Next, eight hundred bucks <laughs> gone. Burn it up. So that's why it's third. Kawasaki. Next year, hopefully, your subframe tabs will be a little bit better. Great engine. I feel like. The 250 will not change until 25 because I think the 450 will change next year. Yep. So we'll see what they do. Hopefully they, they change some shit. Hopefully. Um, let's talk about the gas gas a little bit. Similar feeling to, for me, similar feeling to the FC and the KTM, but a little bit, a little bit less comfort for me in uh, the fork. Uh, a little bit uh, less vibration, which I like. But overall, power is a little bit down for whatever reason. And it should be the same, but it doesn't feel quite as good up on mid-range to top than it does the KTM or FC. The low side, oh, I'm sorry, the front side of this bike, of the Gas Gas, has more RPM response. So I like that. Um, so for me, I ranked it down just a little bit from the KTM and the FC just because of the power pulling power which i like so much on the ktm is it doesn't quite have that top end feel um the clamps although more it's it has more flex it has too much flex they feel really cheap when you ride the bars suck uh obviously the gas gas is the budget brand of the three so if you're looking to save a little bit money but get on the same parts as the fc and the ktm the gas gas could be your decision um, but for me, um, I just want a little bit more performance in the engine. Uh, ergonomically, the brakes, clutch, all that is the same. I like all that. I do not like the tires it comes with because it comes with Maxxis. I don't like that. Those are trash. <laughs> so you're going to have to buy some Dunlops right away uh, or Pirellis. Uh, either one is better than that or Michelin's. Or you like the tires that are already on it. No one does, dude. You never know. Uh, I'm out. Maxxis on that. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. No hate com on Maxxis. Uh, I'm sure someone from Maxxis is going to listen to this and give me shit. But what that tire is, it's not great. So develop a different tire, which A-Ray says there's a different tire that's better. Okay. I'll, is that what I'll A-Ray take his word running? for it. A-Ray says he's running that, and it's better. All right. Um, I just haven't got it. I haven't, I haven't tested it, so I can't oh. say. But the stuff that I have ridden lately from Maxxis hasn't been great. There's that. All okay. right. Uh, for me, <laughs> the winner. Yamaha YZ 250F. Sellout. You're such a sellout. He works for Yamaha. Here we go. He works for Yamaha, everybody. To let yeah. y'all know that. How often do I go to Yamaha? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I laugh about what the Yamaha guys 
because I get this a lot. Kiefer, you work for Yamaha. You're getting paid by Yamaha. You know, you suck Yamaha's penis. <laughs> All these things. Like, I am very, very honest with you guys. Like, sometimes too much where I get myself in trouble. Uh, the YZ250F, and you can go look at other media shootouts. I bet you there's more wins for the YZ250F than losses in this class, in the 250 class. You pick it second. I pick it second. All you say, it's fat, it feels wide. It would be a good bike. It's a great bike. It would, I would honestly, I would ride the bike. I like the motor. I like the chassis-wise. What do you like about the chassis? What's chassis-wise? What is compliant. that? Mean? It's like the same thing like the Cowie. I can trust it. And okay. I know it's going to do every lap. Okay. But the two th- main things, it's wide. That's one. It's wide. The That's- second thing, ergonomically, I don't like it. I sitting on the bike, I do not like it. Why? It just feels it just feels awkward to me. So it is a little low in the pocket. Ergonomics. Yes. I'm gonna stretch out here. Oh, okay. Uh, ergonomically, you're in a hole and you feel like you got ape hangers. It does. Once you get a taller seat, little Liz, our buddy Liz. Liz. Liam is what? Five he's my eight height. and five nine. He's my height, yeah. Is he? yeah. He runs a tall seat. Yeah. So he's not that tall, but he runs a tall seat to get him up and it make him get out of that pocket. Make him so sit on top of the bike. Hopefully next year, twenty four, the Yamaha will have the same changes as the four fifty, and, and ergonomically, it'll be awesome. If that's it, and I will honestly, I would ride the bike then because I rode your bike and that thing is fun, and right. I like how it feels. It's fast. It's 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 fast. So stock. If you guys are looking, you're a heavier dude. And you want some front-end power, front-side power, which is bottom-end. I always say front-side, but you guys don't know what I'm talking about. So bottom-end, yeah. there's a lot of that on the Yamaha, man. Snappy, exciting. You ride it. It grabs your attention. You're like, oh, man, this thing can pull out of a hole. Uh, so, again, you're worried about 450 power, and you want some bottom-end to pull your fat asses around. <laughs> the Yamaha is great. Reliability, Great. Well, timing chains every four well, hours. Well, I said great because <laughs> the timing chain, even though I haven't had an issue. Other people Knock have on said. wood. I've seen it happen to others. I am not a huge rever. They say change it every 20 to 25. I've gone up or upwards to 50 on this bike, and I've had zero problems. Hmm. So depending on your riding styles, depending on how reliable this timing chain is, but for me, Yamaha YZ250F, when I load it up into a van and I go somewhere, I know I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to blow it up. Of course, Chris. Oh, my buddy blew up his. His crank went through the blood and the timing chain went through the blood. Shit happens. I understand it. I'm giving you my experience, okay? A non-Yamaha paid experience, Aiden. (laughs) Zero dollars come from any manufacturer into this household, Aiden. The money I spent on your dumb ass for breaking pipes is directly <laughs> from my pocket without manufacturer help. Okay? So, people out there, before you jump to the conclusion and say, oh, Kiefer and Yamaha, the reason why I've been high on Yamaha for a couple years is because it actually works and it's good. You hop on it, it feels nice. You ride it and you're like, all you got to complain about, it's fat and ergonomics. Engine's awesome. Suspension is great. You're not going to find a stock 250 with great suspension like this. No. Sure, a little soft. It moves a lot, but it soaks up 
so much of the track. You get on a YZ250F, you will feel less of the track than you do on a Honda, a Cowie, a KTM. I promise you that. Um, sure. Does it need more top-in? Yes. It needs more top-in. It does not have the top-in as a Honda, as a Kawasaki, but if you learn to short shift this machine, so you're coming out in second, you can shift to third immediately or leave it in third and lug your way around with your fat ass around the corner. Your fat ass. Our buddy Greg Loop, which is two bills plus, (laughs) he wrote it. We tricked his ass. Okay. Did I tell you this? No. I tricked his ass one day. Hey, man, ride this 450. Tell me what you think. It was, it was the YZ250. Oh, wow. This thing is thing's crazy good. feels so light, so exciting. Man, this thing is fun. What would you do to this thing? I go, it was a 250F. Shut up. You two was a Why do you always brother? do this shit to me? I hate 250s. I go, obviously you don't, Greg. You just liked it. You liked it. <laughs> so 210, retired, 60-year-old, gets on a 250, rides it better. I watched him ride it. Rode it better because it's lighter. It corners better than his big ass 450. <laughs> and sure, that's one that's downsides. It doesn't corner it quite as good for me as a KTM, Husqvarna, Honda. Not as good, but it gets you to the corner way better than the other bikes. It's compliant. It gets you to the rut nice. It's not going to do anything stupid. So you might have a little bit, have to have a little bit more technique through the corner. It does feel a little bit heavy. But I don't notice it that much. Sure, it's a little fat if you come off of another motorcycle. It's fat. But once you ride it one day, Aiden, you're fine. You don't even notice it. Oh, my legs are spread too far, Dad. And my legs are spread too far. It feels weird. It is. It feels fat. Well, you know what? I've measured it from tip to tip of the shroud. And it's the same. There's no way. It's the same as your Kawasaki, Aiden. The reason why it looks fat is because of the air ducts in the shroud. It's fat. Mm. It's fat. I'm telling you, it is fat. I just blew your mind. It's fat. I'm telling you, it is fat. Unless you put cycle. It's fluffy. It's yeah. a fluffy motorcycle. Let's right. not even All call right. it flat. All right. Flat. Flat. It's flat. Oh, go ahead. It's flat now. So it's like mom. Oh, Mom's God. not skinny. She's not fat. She's fluffy. That's the <laughs> Yamaha. She's fluffy. She's thick. She's not thick. She's not even thick. She just has a little fluff to her. She has come to me's on her. And the shrouds have a little come to me's on her. <laughs> I really don't want to ride the bike now. Why? You referred it to my what mom. If they, what if they said the Kawasaki is like an after dark bike? Would you want to ride it? No, I'd throw right. that shit in the trash. Right. Yeah. Uh, so overall, great engine on the Yamaha. Uh, let's hope in next year in 2024 they don't blow it and uh, take that torque away. Hello? If you guys are listening. Stevie. Travis, Butler, Ulrich, Ulrich, don't blow it. Do not blow it. Leave that torque in that, get you a little bit more top, and good. You're good to go. Maybe you can shed a couple pounds if you want. Sure. You want to slim it up a little bit in the shroud? Sure. That's a great idea. You should do that. So, Sykra has shrouds that are much slimmer. Yep. You can put it on the 23YZ250F. Visually, it will look better for you. Yep. Ergonomics, you can go to a works connection offset peg mount. That helps. Yep. You can go to a tall gut seat, run an SX Race Evo bar, boom. Have fun. Do it. If your name is Eddie Larry, so you for me, this bike is for a wide range of people. 
I don't think it's I don't think it's the bike you want to get your kid from a 125 onto a 250. Yeah, because it's it's hella fast. Hella, hella, hella fast. So I think it's too much bike. That's one of the reasons why we didn't go to it after your 125 experience, right? Uh, we put you on a Honda. Yeah, because I it was rode, smoother. I, I rode it. Yeah, too. I rode it for Loretta's. And you rode a Yamaha, but you looked tiny on it. I did. I looked tiny on it. So I was like, nah, that's too much bike. Honda. So, vet guys. Less power than a 450. You want good suspension? YZ250F. Experienced kids that want to go fast and want some comfort, want to push? YZ250F. Just got to get some more top in. Um, Vortex ECU, You talk. I talk about it a lot on this show. A Vortex with a muffler. GYTR kit? Well, no. For me, I'd go to Jamie, a Twisted, and put a dual injector kit in that thing and a muffler. I wouldn't even have anything done in the engine, and it freaking rips dude it is you rode it at colorado yeah you're like holy and that was an elevation too and you're like wow yeah so a lot of front side and pulling power when you go that dual injector on the yamaha from jamie from twisted so yeah it's two grand but if you have an ecu already cuts you down the grand so you just need to remap your ecu and put that injector in there for you and you're good to go all right so that is my ranking. I'll give it to you guys right now. The non-shootout, this isn't the typical shootout. My ranking goes YZ, KTM, KX, Honda, FC250, Gas Gas, and RMZ. Aiden's goes KX, YZ, Honda, KTM, Gas Gas, FC, RMZ. We just put RMZ in there because you haven't ridden it. So even though it's last, it shouldn't be last. It should be unknown. We're just going to take the RMZ out on yours. Okay. Um. Any one of these bikes you have questions, feel free to hit me up. You guys know the email. I'm happy to answer them to you. Uh, hit me up. Yeah, if, you got, if you're a younger kid and you listen to this or you're in the car with your pops and you want to know a little bit more about a 16- to 17-year-old kind of, of person, uh, Aiden, A-D-E-N, at KieferIncTesting.com. And, of course, our fluffy mom, uh, Heather, at KieferIncTesting. She knows we say that, by the way. So I, know, are like, I know. Heather, at KieferIncTesting.com. If you want some merch or just want to get a woman's point of view, what it's like to live with two assholes in the house. Yep. Um, so a little bit of backstory at the non-shootout. I've done shootouts many years with Dirt Rider. I've done them a couple years when I was starting my own thing at Kiefer Ink Testing. Uh, it's just a little bit, uh, for me, it's too biased. Everyone picks something on in one day. It's not a true test. So for me, I like to ride all of these bikes. Again, I don't have them lined up at my house, and I'm not riding all in one day, but I do ride them at the same track, maybe on different days. I know the character of each bike. I think each one of these bikes belong in someone's hands. So they shouldn't be ranked, but we do rank them because I know you guys love that. But each one of these bikes um, can be attractive to lots of different types of people out there. Yeah. So if you're wondering which bike to get, which I get a lot of emails, I'm happy to answer them. And that title and that subject line says, which bike should I get? Those are the bikes. Those are the emails that I answer, and I give you that information. But before you ask me, listen to this podcast. If you have someone that wants to ask me that question, listen. 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 Listen to this podcast because uh, they will want to – hear what I have to say, and maybe that will give them more direction. Nothing wrong with shootouts. I think MXA, Dirt Rider, Swap, they all do these shootouts, right? And most of them sell them to advertisers, and they make some money off of it. And, of course, us being 
motorcycle enthusiasts. We love to see them. We love rankings. Uh, we want to see who want, wins. We want to see which guy picks what. But for me, it's a little bit of a dated test. It is. So I try to do something different. Not to say I'll never go back to it. I thought I was going to do them again this year, but most of you guys don't like it. You said, hey, keep doing what you're doing uh, with the individual test and with this non-shootout type of thing. And so we're going to continue to give our opinion and what I've experienced over the years. And for me, being a production test guy, I've had a lot of experience setting up bikes for the average consumer. So I feel like when I ride each one of these bikes, I kind of can pinpoint which guy would like each bike. Yeah. So that's kind of what we did right here, right now on the show. Anything else you want to say, Aiden? Uh, no, I think I think we covered it all. MSRP, we could go over that if you want, but uh, you guys can very easily look up online and see the MSRP or just call your local dealer. If you are a Yamaha, KTM, or a Kawasaki kind of person and you want to get one of those bikes, Power Motorsports, I work with them here at keyforinktesting.com. Uh, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or dsib, D-S-I-B, at poweryamaha.com. They give awesome deals to Kiefer Inc. testing listeners. They even have a company they work with called Moto Shippers. Uh, I have Aiden's bikes that I purchased myself and your up bikes. at Power Motorsports and my bikes, and Moto Shippers ships them to the high des. No fuss, no muss, and it's easy. I don't even have to step foot in dealership. So nope. if you are in the market for those bikes, hit up Power Motorsports. They give great deals. Yep. That's it. That's it. So hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed this the show. We'll be back with another show next week, probably more techie. We're going to be talking about suspension and chassis. And uh, we're going to get to uh, some more information on how to set up your motorcycle. And um, for me here on the show, I like to mix it up a little bit with life and uh, the testing-based stuff that we do. Try to give you some more knowledge on which bike or parts that you need to purchase. But uh, if you guys can save money, which I like to do, um, I'm not going to recommend something to you guys that you don't need. That's basically what... That's facts. Yeah. Uh what other this is a quick question before we wrap it up. What other media outlet do you go to when you're just surfing? Don's. Swaps? Yeah. For what reasons? Uh well I don't go to his actual website. What do you I, do? I go to his YouTube. I oh. watch his YouTube stuff. What well, is well it's the same thing, right? Yeah, it's like it's um So YouTube is on his stuff. Like if you click on a video on his site, it'll go to YouTube, won't it? Yeah, yeah. But like I watch his his vlogs. And uh, so it's more lifestyle based stuff. Yeah, like do you ever watch tests? I watch. He goes over his tests in the uh, in the vlog sometimes. But I th- I think actually no, I go to Racer X too. I watch Racer X YouTube videos. Your dad? Yep. Do you watch me? Yeah. Do you ever say anything like, God, "Dude's awesome"? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I go um, to I go to I go to MX. What's your besides your dad? What's your favorite test guy? Fair test guy? Yeah. Like out of you know, test rider for each media, there's all kinds, but which is your favorite? That's hard, man. Why? I don't I have to think about that. Oh my god. That's don't hard. Don't be JT and Waffle. No, that's hard because I'd have to think about because there's a lot my of My favorite's Pat Foster. Okay, I'm gonna agree with you on that. That's Pat. Oh, now you're just gonna that's hop on one. the bandwagon. No, that that's a that's a good one. If you guys are looking for other opinions, I feel like Pat is does a great job at swap. Look at I'm not gonna say here swap is the most technical uh, testing-based media company out there because I feel like we do that the best. Mm-hmm. But as far as honesty, 
and explaining what the bike is doing, Pat does a great job. Pat does do a good job. He's honest. Right. He's very black and white with it. And it's easy to follow. Yep. Um, you can tell he's not bullshitting. Mm-mm. You can tell there's no agenda behind it. You can tell there's no money being uh, pushed behind it. Even, like, I, I, like, compared to you, other, like, if you had, besides you, if there was another company you had to decide between, like, who's the most truthful, I feel like Don is. Because Don gets paid by Yamaha because Yamaha advertises for him mm-hmm. that he chooses the Cowie over the Yamaha. Not this year. He like Well, he did choose the Cowie this year. You're right. Yeah. Well, I, here's the thing. The, the the thing about the media company, and this is, and I know you probably don't know this. When I left Dirt Rider, one of my stipulations was I wasn't taking money from any manufacturer for advertisement dollars because it gets clouded up. People out there think, and there are people out there that think, that these media companies base their shootout decisions on how much dollars they get. What are you looking at? Um, I don't think that's happening much anymore. I think some of the dollars are influenced by how much content they get. Yeah. So I don't think... For example, Yamaha won MXA shootout. Mm. We don't know. It's kind of like hell fra- fruit, fruit, you know, frozen over right there. Yeah. Because Yamaha hasn't done shit over at MXA for a long time. Even though I feel like Yamaha has the best 450 last year. You know, I don't agree with a lot of these rankings, but that's fine. It, it doesn't matter. They can do it however they want. It's their company. Yeah. Um, I do it how I feel like would be best for the average, average consumer. consumer. Well, you know, like here, here's what this bike will do. I think this bike, like the Yamaha YZ250F, encompasses a huge range of of riders. Yeah. Um. So that's why I feel like it should win. And last year, the YZ450F did that same thing. I feel like you could hop on it, don't do anything to it, and it's very easy to ride and controlled. That should win. Kawasaki 450 was great, but it was soft, so you would have to do something to it. Not the best bike. So, for me, the the media dollars you know that are spent, or the you know the advertising dollars that are spent with each media company doesn't necessarily mean that's who's winning it. So that's that's old news. That's like magazine nineteen eighties kind of shit. That doesn't really happen anymore. But I do feel like the companies have to run, make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say Yamaha or Kawasaki or Honda spend money with a certain media company. That does influence how much content that media company does for the manufacturer. Yeah. That's a fact. So for me, I get rid of all that shit. I don't want any money. I've been offered. Do you want any advertising dollars? No. Nope. I'm good. Sure. We would have more money. I probably wouldn't bitch at you as much because I would be able to buy a fucking pipe. Right? But for me to keep this thing up and moving and hold the integrity that I want this show and this company to have. I refuse to take that money. I will try to figure it out in a different way. And do I have it all figured out? No. Like, people people say, how do you make money, Kiefer? How do we make money? Has anybody ever asked you that? How does your dad make money? No, I haven't got asked that. So how I make money is, obviously, I'm contracted to test with other companies for confidentiality things, and I do all that. That's one portion of Kiefer Inc., and that's how Kiefer Inc. started in 2009 was production testing, confidential testing with parts. I started building my you know testing company that way, and then I worked for Dirt Rider, right, yep. for many years. And then I saw a need for media side. So 
when I chose to leave in 17 from Dirt Rider, I wanted to make sure, like, okay, I use, uh, for example, I love Alpine Star boots. Yeah. That's my favorite boot for me. I'm going to try to go after advertising dollars for that. Yeah. Hey, Alpine Stars, I would love to endorse your products. I buy it. I purchase it anyway. Would you guys want to be a part of the show and be part of what I do? Yes or no. So they jump on board or they don't, right? Mm. Um, FXR. Just like REP suspension, Mark. How long we how long we use Mark when he wasn't even on board? A long time. We used before. Him. Ra- I mean, Race Tech was helping us, we but I would him. go to Mark. Yeah, and then we used him for my for my stuff right. years ago. The same thing with Race Tech. With Race Tech, I believed in a lot of their stuff. I loved Paul Thede. We, we used, used their that. stuff. We used that for my Loretta's bikes. Um, FXR, same thing. I was with Fly. Fly was starting was the sponsor of this show for a long time. Yep. I liked Fly Gear. That was my pick back in the day. We loved it. And nothing wrong with the gear, but I really love the relationship and the gear that we've created over at FXR Racing. So that's why they're an advertiser. So that is something different than these other media companies aren't doing. Yeah. And I feel like I wanted to say this at the end of the show because some of you out there do not know how this works. They just think, ah, oh, Kiefer says, you know, it doesn't make any money from this, but he's probably making money. No. All of these sponsors that I read at the beginning of this show pay me but we also use their products yep. before I got the money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And a couple of these Alpine stars, no money. Oakley, no money. I just simply like the product. I'm going to use it. So they give me product for me and you personally, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't mean we're not going to go test CD boots. Doesn't mean we're not going to go test Garnet boots and I'm going to like write a shitty review if it's great boot. I'm honest. Doesn't matter. These companies that sponsor me know I'm still going to test other products as well and be honest. Yeah. So, sorry for the rant, but I know some of you guys, I get the emails and I get a lot of these questions at the track of how does your system work, Kiefer? And that's how it works. So, these are the ways that I try to work this show and my business with uh, more honesty and less money. (laughs) Probably not the best business model, but I feel like it'll be, I'll have more longevity. And if for whatever reason, you know, you want to take over this company when when I can't do it anymore, it'll be set up for you, and you should be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, but you don't want to take over this company. I don't. Why? We've, we've talked about some shows before. All right, so if you have a son out there that loves dirt bikes, um, I'm happy to teach him the ways, and I'll bring him in. <laughs> since my son is uh, rejecting our, our business, Oof, and I guess it's going to die with me then. That's so gonna sad. Start, hey, wouldn't, hey, it's gonna That's start. sad. I just said that out loud, and it, it made me sad. Why? Because I'm surprised you don't want to be able to ride a dirt bike and talk about dirt bikes for a living. What if I make it, though? Then, yeah, well, of course. Exactly. I'm saying if you make it in racing, but you know that's very, very slim. It's a slim. small window. No, it's microscopic. Yes. doesn't matter how good you are. There's still injuries. There's got to, yeah. All different kinds of things. Yeah. But you said you want to be a gear guy, but that is not sustainable because that on the road you're gonna kill yourself. That is, I feel like for me though, that would be the funnest thing and the one thing that I would enjoy most. So riding dirt bikes isn't fun. You can ride dirt bikes and still do that. How often does Kenny get to ride? Well, Kenny, I feel like Kenny has opportunities to ride, but he doesn't. No, gear guys don't ride. Hey, gear guys, hit me up. Hit Aiden up. A D E N at keyforingtesting.com. I know you listen to the show. Tell him how much you ride. You don't ride. Because okay. you work. Okay. So for me, I want to ride dirt bikes. I love riding. I love testing. 
this is an awesome job. Sure, I get headaches. No sure, shit, you get headaches. Sure, I'm tapped out. <laughs> but I'd rather be tapped out than pouring concrete or traveling the world delivering gear to guys, which is it's just fine. I understand that's a great job too. But like you'll you'll be burned out. Yeah, it's it's not sustainable, especially if you want a family. I like how the show turned into a life lesson. Yeah, it basically did a coffee with the Kiefer's for the past 15, 20 minutes just now. Why do you whisper? Is that is, is it? Yeah, it's low. Oh, how's right. that? My mic keeps going away. For no, because you keep going. No, 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 no. Like mom, I guess. Dick. <laughs> Dick. It's not a very good one. <clears throat> Dick. That's good. Yeah, it's okay. All right, it's thanks good. for listening. Uh, we support uh, all you guys out there, so please support us if you can. And uh, happy to talk to you guys at the track. If you need some, email us. We're here to help, and we will see you next week. See y'all.